Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Got the number one pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. See our team make them need to run. That's Lars Taylor! Trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best want you people to score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you're yawning, grab your coffee, rise and shine with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's Rule 76. Ah, oh, wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. And welcome aboard. I'm Rick DiPietro. Carpe Omnia. Happy birthday, Milo. No excuses, play like a champion. Oh, how did I finish it? 98.7. 98.7. ESPN. <laughs> Real professional. I am my co-host, Dave Rothenberg. Time after time. <laughs> so beautiful. Amazing producers. How about our fearless leader, RJ Santillo? I gotta get out of here. This spot's too hot. Oh, way too hot. And then there's the very handsome, very polarizing Raymond Santiago. And you're gonna sit there and call me lazy? You? Of all people? Yeah, you, David. You're lazy. Big shout out to the companies. Thank you for getting up with us on this Thursday morning. We are DNR, the R&R boys. Cold beer, big toe, yeehaw. <laughs> oh, we miss Dan. Call us what you want. Don't ever call us lazy. You can hear us every weekday morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on 98.7 ESPN New York. Number to call, 1-800-919-3776. Do you have an update with this this woman situation? Uh, I mean, we went to the game last night. Uh, she left like a half hour ago. Oh! oh! Very exciting stuff. We have an unbelievable show planned for you today. Rick, Dave, Ray, RJ. The best radio show ever, Refrigerator. Now that's a poem. The Rangers took care of business last night against Columbus. Igor Shosturkin picked up his seventh straight win. We have more juicy McCole Hardman news that we should probably get to very early in the show because it's so juicy. I actually wanted to be a paleontologist. Thank you, Windrow. The NFLPA released their team report cards. We'll hear from Joe Shane and Joe Douglas. The Knicks are back in action tonight against Golden State. We have an OG injury update. Mel Kuyper is back. He'll join us at 9.30. We have Stuff You Missed at 9.15 and everyone's favorite station ID at 8 a.m. And as always, on the Thursday at 7.45, we have knob observations and did it happen in Florida. But before we get to all of that, let's try something a little bit different. Because, let's face it, Dave, your poem yesterday, it sucked. Here we go. There once was a man named Ray. We just recently celebrated his birthday. When I was away, he was boss for the day. You can call it lazy. You can call it whatever you want. The fact of the matter is I made a decision. You're going to have to live with it. And ruin the open on Thursday. So now that I'm back... Have you done crack? No, you idiot. I said, hey, Scoozy, with the the open, I'm Koozie, even though Dave called my wife a floozy. She's a floozy. Yeah. And here he is, the very unapologetic David Rothenberg. Well, that was nice. That was really, really, really well done. A couple things. Firstly, you went home yesterday, Cash. No issues, right? Not upset. No, she didn't hear it. She didn't hear it. She did not hear it. So she didn't didn't really understand what Floozy meant until I explained it. And then she was not happy. Oh, really? Yeah. Was not happy. With 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 you or me? Both of us. Because because you led me there. Yeah. And then I went there. Doesn't love that I say, tell people that story. Right. Because it makes her sound like a Floozy. Uh, No, it doesn't make her sound like a Floozy. It just said we were, I mean, it was a very. Nice the moment we passionate, shared. Passionate moment. She threw a tongue dart or two, and it was nice. Well, I think that's very common. It led to a beautiful marriage. Beautiful marriage. Well, you should have heard, you should have Windrow yesterday. Forget kissing. Yeah. What are you saying? It's a 50-50 proposition. And there's no way kissing on a first date is a 50-50 proposition. No, no, you wouldn't say kissing. I know. He but went, I, he went above I understand kissing. that, but I'm just saying, there's no way you go on a first date, the odds are 50-50 that you're going to kiss the, mm. the, the person. There's no, no chance. Well, 50-50? On a blind date, I would agree with you. Right. It's way less than 50%. Right. But this was just one of those moments. One of those magical moments. A moment like this. A moment like this. Some people wait a lifetime. Yeah, some of them do. That Kelly. one special kiss. I got a nice email this morning. I'd oh, like to nice. read it to Already? You. Yeah. Well, it's it's nice, and I think it would be a, a good jumping off point Did you find show. this in the time portal? Is this, no. Or this, this, like, you woke up this morning, and at 6 a.m., someone sent you a... Well, I, I, no. I mean, if you need to know, it was sent at 1223. Wow. But when I woke up at 4... 
I checked my email. I saw this. I was like, you know what? After he does his open, this would be a nice email because it's it's kind. It's it's good. It's nice. It's got all the particulars. Um, Hi, my name is Abe. I'm 22 years old. I just love the show. And I listen to every second of every podcast since I'm not really around in the morning to listen live. But every now and then I have to open my writer's soul to send you an email in a world filled with people looking for something to be a part of. You guys are that for us fans who adore every one of you for being authentic and being true to who you are, no matter who it offends. You touch people's hearts almost as much as true love could. Thank you for creating such a beautiful family for all of us to be a part of. Love, Abe. Right? Wow. That is a really nice one. Yeah. So I thought that would be a nice way to, you know, that's jump very off nice. the show. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah. I thought you'd feel that way. I, well, I think everyone will feel that way. I think everyone on the show feels that way. I think so, too. Uh, Rangers last night. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were not great, but uh, fine. Go out there, get well, the win. You got, I mean, the Columbus goalie was really good. He was really uh, in that first, game. First period, he was really un- good. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, he was really good. I think the biggest takeaway from the Rangers... Yeah, Igor. Is Just Igor. Yarkin? Yeah, and I mean, how they bounced back this month. I mean, you heard Lavi talk about it after the game. Like, no, no one in that locker room was was happy with how how January went. Nor should they have been. No, of course not. And Igor, top of that list, right? Igor, top of the list. I mean, the fact that I mean Valley, who I told you is like, I mean, not only one of the greatest goalie partners of all time, roommates, but just goalie savant. Like when he's calling for, hey, maybe he should take a step back and ride Jonathan Quick a little bit. And and they did. And he loves Igor. And it worked out. Well, I mean, listen, even great players have moments where they're in their own head or they're mired always, in a slump. Always. It's just get how quickly you can get yourself out of it. I think we always knew it would go back to Igor. I don't know that we realized eh, it would go back to Igor. Eh. You don't? Oh, come on. No, I'm not saying you. Well, there were a lot of people, dude. We took the no, phone, that's we, silly. We're taking phone calls. Who are you going with in the playoffs? Well, who do you think you're going with in the you're playoffs? You're going with Igor. The right. only chance you have to win a Stanley Cup is with Igor Shesterkin. You're not winning a Stanley that's Cup right. with, with Jonathan Quick. That's as good right. as he is as a backup, but he's terrific. He's been great. He's been great. Way better than I think anybody anticipated. But yeah, having Igor look like he's back. I mean, here we go. Well, not so it's seven straight for him. And on top of that, last four, he's only given up a goal in each of those four games. Right. So that's, I mean, that's that's top-notch goaltending you're getting. Uh, Mike N. emails in, the world is a better place today. Welcome back to the Thursday opening kick-ass today, boys. It does feel like it gets the show off on the right foot. It gets the show off on, on a great foot. Raymond, do you recognize now the error in your ways that, that we need the Thursday open to buoy I, ourselves I for a great show? I recognize that we need the Thursday open, but... Um, he tried not, to sabotage me with yeah. the early floozy drop. You heard that? Yeah, I did. I did. Battled what, right through wait, it. But, but what, Ray? You still you still won't admit that you you had a misstep last week? No. I'm you, not sure what okay. you want. You think I'm point. stubborn? No, I know you're stubborn, and I know he's more stubborn. His dad even says it. The problem with Raymond is is there's this is a man who on Friday, tomorrow during the roast segment, right. will probably take on a whole group of people or an organization, maybe Apple, whoever he's, it is. He's scared of nobody. No one. Nobody. No one's scared. They'll go after anybody. Um, Mel Kuyper this morning at 9.30. I want to let you know mm-hmm. all of the uh, necessities have mm-hmm. been ordered. Okay. Everything will be ready to go what, next What week. size of an order are we going to be uh, sending I'm gonna to him? I'm going to give a big one first. Drill, Real, really maybe wet 12, his appetite. Maybe a 12 canner. Okay. Yeah, whole dozen. Would you like him to get the whipped cream, send you a photo holding the whipped cream? No. Why? I don't think I need a photo. RJ, wouldn't it be good for cream? social media purposes? Mel gets the whipped cream. Maybe, you know, put no, no. some on his head. No, not may, on his head. May, maybe holds dueling whipped cream cans, takes a photo, sends it to us social media. So that would be yeah. a nice idea. However, I think we have to be all in this year. And let me know what you guys think. I mean, it's your your program. I'm just along for the ride. I don't like the way you say program. It's program. That the Jets and Giants have marquee top 10 picks. Yes. We need to be all in, all in, no other asks, in my opinion. Round one, Jets or Giants, shout out. Round one, first 10 picks of the draft, at least one mention. You should get both. Well, he's got let's, a chance to do both, be though, because you're yeah. the Giants fan, I'm the Jets fan. Right. Let's do both. So we go six and ten. So may, maybe he said... Dave gets what the time, Giants. At, at, what time are we on in the morning? Six to ten. Wow. It's like almost like are the you, Taylor Swift kidding? stuff with the 13. Right? It's it makes I mean, too much sense. It's perfect. RJ, you're right. We don't We don't ask anything. He doesn't need to do extra work. Right, I mean, we were supposed to have him on yesterday. He couldn't because TV just had him all filled up. Right. He dropped his, his mock. I'm going to send him the 12 cans. Yes. Okay? That gives us the opportunity now where, hey, you know, spur of the moment, hey, can we get Mel on? More than happy to do it. Right. And now, we're, now we're locked in. Good relation yes. with Mel. Then yeah. I feed him another 12. Maybe I go 16 leading into the draft. Buy him stock in Ready Whip. No. 
Well, uh, we should, he should have a ready whip endorsement. I don't understand. Yeah, it's it makes it's no odd. sense. To it's me. very odd. And then boom, day one. So how how do we? Who who do you want to ask this? You should. Because <laughs> you're that guy. I think we've established you're that guy. So whenever the line has to be crossed or you have to come up right to it, I'm the one that should yeah, do yeah. that. Well, I think we have. We're both. But I, I know what'll happen. I'll be like, man, listen, here's what we want. You'll be like, oh, that's a big no. ask, Mel. You'll, you'll play no. bad cop. No, I'm not. The, I won't be the bad cop in this situation. There's a certain line that I cross all the time, and then this is the line that you have to cross. I think we wait one or two interviews. Yes, we, okay. we can't do it today. No, so we, we buy ourselves some time. Yeah, yeah like it's it's, it's today's a, like a rekindling. Yeah, it's the last mm. day of February. We we have a little time. Shouldn't be the last day of February. Well, you, we've already gone over this. I know. We, otherwise, the seasons would be out of control. I know. I understand that. It was cold today, too. Oh, very I windy. I walked in. I'm like, it's freezing. Stop being a baby. Very windy. Freezing outside. No, I wasn't used to seeing you there so early. So? so who's this guy? Yeah. It's freezing outside. It's Dave. Very windy. It's very windy. On my drive in this morning, there's tree branches all over the road. Everywhere. Yeah. I had to stop right in the middle of the road. It's fine, though. Yeah. We got here, battling through it. Well, that's what we do. We're battlers. battlers. Um, from superchargers, exhaust kits, and more, eBay Motors has over 122 million parts. Keep your ride or die alive with all the parts you need at the prices you want. Easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Uh, Joe Douglas spoke yesterday and um, at the at the meetings and at the, the combine. combine yeah. yeah. And uh, McCall Hardman, we have some more sound to play of him. Did you see the story yesterday? I think you might have sent it to a pretty company you did. That, <laughs> that uh, if this is actually Sounds true, like it's true yeah. this is like like criminal behavior that Nicole Hardman was feeding the Eagles and the Chiefs the Jets game plan heading into those games? Maybe he should have been doing it all season. Eagles game was the biggest, the biggest win, biggest of, the win of the season, and Chiefs they they had maybe their best like quarter of the of the entire it the year. Best, it was the best game, Zach. That was the the lights gone on for Zach Wilson game. But being serious now, wh- why would you do that? That's a great question. Like like even if you hate being a member of the Jets, why in the world? You can't like, that like you're in the mafia. You're, but, and, you're I'm a, and I'm a made man on the show, right? Right, you, you 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 have a mafia member, you know, handing you money. <laughs> well, I, mean, I think I'm in now. Uh, up in Boston, I mean, you're 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 as close as like a a blood brother. Confirmed, blood by the way, that was confirmed. What? I made a couple phone calls, confirmed. To the restaurant, you found out that it's was confirmed. Really? Yeah. That was Whitey Bulger. I wasn't really it was Whitey, but it was confirmed. Yeah. So, all right, good. May I maybe ask to do a favor here at some point? Okay. I'll let you know. So if, if you get a call like, uh, there's a child in Boston needs hockey goalie training. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anything you guys need, I I will be there. Anything. Um. No, I I can't believe this could be it. Like you, that that's like subterfuge. Like that would be horrendous. That's if exactly you're... what it is. Now this is something that would stick with you. I mean, this is this is something that would stick with you for the rest of. Will stick with him for the rest of his career if it ends up being true. And it sounds like it is true. Like and that's and I I wasn't defending McCole Hardman yesterday. It's just I mean I I've, I've been in certain situations on teams where you know you have coaches that that aren't always honest with you, don't communicate well. And I understand being frustrated with that, but this is different level. No, this, I mean, it's not criminal behavior, but it's like NFL's version of criminal behavior. I mean, why would you, even if you're miserable with your team, you would have meetings with the opposition to tell them what the intent is of your team to do on Sunday? Well, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it was having meetings, but. Well, he's he's letting them yeah. know what's what's coming. Yeah, that is, I mean, that is a that's very. That's horrendous. Well, that's a very serious allegation. Very serious. Because that's the, I mean, that's, uh, again, that, that bond inside that locker room, that, I mean, that trust that you try to build up with your teammates. I understand being pissed off at coaches. That's fine. You have every right to be pissed off at coaches. I think there are a lot of people that look at him not going, you know, not being willing to go, you know, to go into a game and field punts as quitting on his team. Right. I think that's like, that's your line, right? He says he was told things that weren't true and he wasn't going to be used. Now they ask him and he's uncomfortable and he's not going to be able to do it. Like, that's the, that's a gray area. Giving the opposition an idea of what your team is going to do is I, I can't think of much worse. No, in I can't. Sports. No, no. I mean, no. I mean, outside of like purposely costing your team a game, which I guess is what you're trying to do anyway by by you know leaking game plans to your opponent. Yeah, but if that kind of thing is true, how if you're one of the other teams could you ever say you know what? Let me bring that guy into into the fold here. Well, I don't think you can. Well, they, but they did. Well, but that's Kansas City though. They know him already. He's won two Super Bowls with them. But still, well, I understand. And he's, like, he's, like, that, he's like a spy. I know, but on top of that, too, is, I mean, some of the other stuff that he said, and I don't even think he realized when he said it, but mentioning the GM's name, 
that during the season he's reaching out to Kansas City's GM to come get me? The Jets going to end up getting something for this. Yeah, but then what are they going to get? They're going to get, get some kind of draft competition. They get a seventh round. No, whatever. I'm just saying. Okay, so they'll get something for it. I just I, I couldn't imagine being as much as I would hate a coach, and there are plenty of coaches that I did not like ever doing something like that. That could negatively affect my. I, I, I'm my guys. serious. Like as far as like within the the realm of of the game, that's just bad team. That's that's bad I can't, teammate I can't stuff, think dude. of much worse than that. That's bad teammate stuff. Like I could, like, you know, just you know me as a person by now. Like I'm, my leg could be hanging off. You ask me to do something, even if I, you know, if I hate the coach or whatever, I'm going to do it just because I don't want to let my teammates down. Right. So that's the kind of guy I am. But I could understand there are certain people. I mean, different strokes for different folks. If I mean, if you don't get told on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or, or haven't even practiced it, that. No, you're gonna you're gonna return punts. Then on Sunday they come to you and say, "Hey, you're gonna return punts." I can understand feeling away about that, right? And saying, "Well, you know, I don't feel comfortable because I think I could." I, Th- I that, that's that's different. That's different. That's like that gray area of you know what I could see either way. This you can't. This is not you can't no, excuse this. No. By the way, I'm very sad today. Why? Richard, oh, Richard Lewis passing away. Well, one of my favorite comedians. Yeah, and he's great on Curb. Oh, he's great on Curb. He was, uh, I mean, great stand up. He. Uh, this is sad. Very very sad. Well, it's happened a lot. I know. Well, this is the circle of life, right? Yeah, it's tough. But it doesn't make it any easier. No, never. RJ probably end uh, stuff you missed with that at 9.15 well, today. Well, you probably just stole the story. Probably. You probably just did. Yeah. He'll he'll do like all the good things around sports and then at like at you the know, end. 9.26, it'll be like, oh, and Richard Lewis passed away really 76 years bring old. bring us yeah. down for the rest of the show. Well, but then Mel's at 9.30. Right, and then the so, melange. And then the melange. Uh, I texted with Jordan Renan yesterday. Yeah, so, what did he say? So what's going on? Is it got anything for us? <laughs> I don't know why you'd cry over that. And he's uh, he's in Indy. He said got some meetings, chats today. He said tomorrow probably be a good time to have him on okay, the show. Okay, let's have him on. So nice Friday. Yeah, all right. Exactly. Let's bring him. In. Make it a footbally Friday, Ooh, like right? Because yeah, like we got it. We got to do the best we can until we get to September. That's gonna be nice. That's all right. We got the combine this week. I, that, I, maybe it scratches the itch for you, not for me. A little bit. Nah, not for me. I'd like to see everyone compete in it, but. I, I understand. Yeah, I, I, agree, I agree. But you're going to get every you're going to get to see everyone do their thing either here or at their pro day. I understand so that, but work. it is but it's nice when you it have, is nice like to have this it all side under one by roof. side Abs- comparison. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all right, let's break. We'll come back. We'll hear from McCole Hardman, Joe Douglas. He had a lot to say yesterday. We'll hear from the Jets GM, who's clearly on the hot seat. It's D N R on a Thursday after a mm, mwah, Chef's kiss. Open on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, I got a big meeting today. Dr. Jay Shaw. Listen up, friends. Go see Dr. Jay Shaw. He's double board certified pain specialist. Don't let your back, neck, joint, or nerve pain slow you down from doing all the things that you love. It's time to reclaim your active lifestyle. Call our friend Dr. Jay Shaw today at Samuel Payne. Dr. Jay Shaw treats joint, neck, back, sciatica, and nerve pain. Dr. Shaw is also a migraine and headache specialist. Procedures involve no cuts, scars, incisions, or downtime. Call Dr. Jay Shaw to take a non-surgical approach with precise image-guided procedures without pain medications. Enjoy life pain-free. Same day and next day appointments are available. Go to Samuel Payne. Pain.com. Put an end to your pain and suffering today. Why wait any longer? Make your appointment with Dr. Jay Shaw. Go to SamwellPain.com now. Regain your active lifestyle and enjoy all your favorite activities pain-free. Samwell Payne now has three convenient locations in Woodbridge, Livingston, and a brand new office in Englewood to serve Bergen County. Visit SamwellPain.com. You'll wish you met Dr. Shaw sooner. Most major insurance are accepted. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank the Lord that you're on the other side of the glass sometimes. And this would be one of those times. That's a good story. Why? What I miss now? No, you can't I, handle I, that story. I mean, I can't even get into the retelling of it, but it's it's good. See, here's the issue. Coming from the guy who wants nuggets, I give you two gorgeous nuggets. No, no, no. You give me, I, I mean, I can eat like three nuggets and you're like, take all the nuggets. And I'm like, no, but I don't want more but nuggets. that's well, not take, even. Take this nugget. Those aren't even my best nuggets. That's too much. You gave me a 40 piece. I can't eat a 40 piece. <laughs> I thought I gave you just the, it was a nice. Too, it was too much. Like at first, the first part of the story, like, oh, you know what? Great story. Really good story. Nice piece of information. Good to have. And then you're like. Yeah, back in college that happened, and then you went with oh, one oh. further piece, and it was it was too much. Yeah, but RJ led me to that nugget. Blame him. No, oh. I was good with the one nugget. RJ, too much. The first nugget. Great, I agree. Yeah, I, <laughs> very revealing for for someone we all know. 
The second nugget had nothing to do with anyone no. we know. However, very graphic. Very detailed. V- very graphic. Like, yeah. if you were watching a porno and that kind of thing happened, you'd be like, ooh. Good Thursday morning. Ooh. Might need new shoes. Yeah, yeah. probably. Ooh. Pulp can fly, baby. Oh, Beat it. In the great George Costanza wow. verbiage. Yeah. Well, I just I thought sharing is caring. See, what he doesn't realize, Raymond... There's a level of too much sharing. Sounds like that's just the right amount of sharing when it comes to Rick. So you sending me a picture of Ben's baseball exit velo. I can't share another exit velo story with you? Who's <laughs> <laughs> that? I don't see that as one of the same. What do you mean? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sharing. Just, I'm going to plead ignorant here. Right. I don't I don't see that as apples to apples. Well, I shared. Maybe too much. I think you've, I, sh- I think you've said enough. Yeah. We should probably get back to the Jets. <laughs> Uh, here's McCall Hardman on the pivot. I, I didn't realize I forgot this that um, that the pivot was the Ryan That's Clark, Clark yeah. yeah vehicle. So here he is discussing the Jets in there. I guess for lack of a better word, futility. You just got a new coach staff that came in. It's no standard there. It's like everybody do what they want to do. And defense have a more of a stabilized standard with that with the coaching staff on that side. So you could tell the defense got a standard, but the offense is just like, all right, we'll just figure it out. It's Aaron show. Mm-hmm. Let Aaron do what Aaron do, you know what I mean? But then when Aaron go down, it's like, we don't know what to do. Y'all can't tell me about winning. I know what winning looks like. Right. I know what winning is. So y'all keep telling me certain things. It's like, I'm not going for that because y'all not doing it right. Like we got hammers on the ground. We don't got no discipline. People feel like it's too many individual egos in this locker room or whatever. And I'm telling them, I'm like, this not going to get y'all to win. It's not going to happen. All right. So a couple things. Firstly, he sounds unlikable in this. He does. I mean, you know what? It, it has a lot to say. It went very poorly. You won the Super Bowl. You well, caught right. the game winning touchdown. But let I think it, let it go. But I think that's his point, though. I think that's his point. When, it, when asked the question about like, hey, what went wrong in New York, I think his, his assumption going in was Aaron Rodgers was going to obviously be his quarterback. And he said yesterday, we talked about it, we played the clip, Aaron Rodgers is a freaking savant. Right? Like, I mean, he's, he's telling guys, hey, you know, you get back, you ain't, you, know, you ain't coming. Like, he just he sees the game different. I think part of what he thought coming in was, I've won two Super Bowls. That's, I mean, not only can I play, but that's another great reason to bring me in. You're trying to win a Super Bowl. There's a lot of guys in this locker room that haven't been there, done that. Maybe listen so, to me more than the other guys because I have the, so I can explain the skins to you what on the wall, right? Like. I, I, I get that, and I think that's a misstep by the Jets. But my point is, why, why does he need to do this now? How does he make himself? Well, because he, he clearly feels a way about it. Uh, so he 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 didn't like go to the Jets. It didn't work out. He moves on, and now he can just be happy with the one he's with. He has to now try to bring down the Jets because there's there's sour sour grapes here, right? Well, I mean, it sounds like with most of the coaching staff. So I mean, just think about it. Put yourself in his shoes. You came, you come here, and you know you weren't treated the way you thought you should have been treated. You leave. For you know the station you're already at, right? And then you all of a sudden, but have, I can't, I can't go back to the station I was at. And just be like, Ooh, good to be back here. No, no. I, I have to start publicly you taking don't shots. Have to. You don't have to, but if I mean, if that's something you still feel, I mean, as uh, he clearly still feels a way about it, it, what a better, you know, what better chance? Well, uh, to do right. it. You just won the Super Bowl and you made the game winning. I just don't think it's a very good look for him. I, I don't think it's a good look for anybody because I think the Jets look foolish. And you hear this guy and you're like, God, this is a guy that knows how to win, has been involved in winning three Super Bowls now. Who thinks the Jets are a joke? So it doesn't make the Jets look good. I don't think any, I don't think he looks good either. No, I don't think so either. But I mean, you also have to understand what he's saying. It, it makes it makes a lot of sense as to why they don't win and why they haven't won. I think we know why they don't win. No, they're, I know. They're I mean, for the most part, they are dysfunctional. Right. And the fact that one side of the ball has the standard, and you watch them play, and it's clear that they do have a standard because they play really well. And then the offensive side of the ball has a complete has been a complete train wreck. And you get it. Like it's the little things, man. We talk about this all the time. And I say to you, it's like every coach I've ever had says always, you know, focus on the little things. Focus on the. I'm sure Ben's coach tells him that. I'm sure Alex's lacrosse coach tells him that. Mm -hmm. And it's like at the time you're like, come on, man, that's not a big deal. It is a big deal because all those little things add add them up. Yeah, those are big things. It's attention to detail. Like even brought up like Andy Reid. If Andy Reid tells you no one's wearing yellow cleats in practice, it doesn't matter who it is. If Patrick Mahomes comes with yellow cleats, you're going to go back in the locker room. That's right. And you're going to wear whatever color. That's right. Because there's a respect factor that you have for your coaches and your teammates, and clearly there's something missing with the Jets, which makes it easier when you're Andy Reid. Right? Like, you have that kind of gravitas when you're Andy Reid. Sure. And you also have players that buy into it and can be coached that way. Just got to figure this out. The only way they figure it out, and I know you agree with this, is if Aaron Rodgers plays. Aaron's got to be great, and they have to have a hell of an offseason. Great offseason. I I mean, they they need so much. Most pressure's on Joe Douglas right now. Tons of pressure on him. Tons of pressure. And you know what's weird about Joe Douglas? We'll hear from him in a second. He spoke yesterday. Is there is moves he's made. You're like, wow. Great moves. What a... And there's moves he's made. You're like, I mean... 
You know, people are like, you got to fix the offensive line. You spent huge money on Lake and Tomlinson. Is, isn't that the old adage, too? Like, well, the, the draft is a crapshoot. But free agency, you know what you're getting. They spent huge money on no Lake and Tomlinson. No one expected Lake and Tomlinson to be this bad, though. I'm sorry. Know, but no that, one did. Joe, that's Joe Douglas. I mean, Joe Douglas needs to know. Right? I mean, you, you bring in Nate Solder. He stinks. That's on the Giants. You right. bring in Lake and Tomlinson. He stinks. That's on the Jets. He's a, he's a bad football player. Mekhi Becton was risky. Bad. I mean, you've had opportunities to remedy the offensive line. You just haven't done it for years. And that's that's what his thing is. He comes in here years ago. What's the one thing he's going to fix? He's an offensive line guy. He's going to fix it. He can't. He hasn't yet. Yeah, he hasn't. Giants haven't either. No. I mean, they're trying. And now he's, listen. It's pretty amazing that these teams the could spend now. such draft and free agent capital and still not be able to fix the offensive line. In fairness to him, though, I mean, when Mekhi when Becton first burst onto the scene with the Jets and was, it was healthy. It was like an eight-game stretch. You're like, wow, that they got him. Where'd they get him? Like, Eleven. Eleven. He's the best of the four. He was awesome. And now he's probably the worst of the four. Right. Well, because, I mean, all those things that you hear about someone during the draft process, like the red flags, end up popping up. Uh, here is Joe Douglas. You'd like to hear from Joe Douglas, would, right? Yeah. yeah, here he is yesterday at the Combine reacting to McCall Hardman's comments. Not to get into any specifics on what McCall said. I'll just say, look, we're excited to sign McCall. He's excited to obviously join our team in a situation that really Xavier Gibson really came on for us this year, and he did an outstanding job for us. So um, ultimately we made a decision to, to move on from McCall. But our process of adding McCall, he was excited to be here, and it just didn't work out, and a lot of, a lot of that has to do with Xavier. Uh Tell me if you disagree with this. I, I would be a little more forceful if I was Joe Douglas. I mean, this guy just trashed your organization, just said he was, you know, the, the reports come out that he's giving game plans to the other team. He had nothing nice to say about your coaches or anybody. I'm Joe Douglas. I'm not like, well, it just didn't work out. I'm going to be a little more aggressive in what I say. Yeah, but what's to be gained? Nothing. No, right. Nothing. So you end up being the bigger man, right? And just kind of, whatever, it was what it, it was, what it was. didn't work out. I mean, it's unfortunate. I mean, the problem is that a lot of the moves they made this offseason didn't work out. Uh, what did? And I guess, I mean, from what I've been told, too, I mean, I don't know if I don't know if McCole Hardman came in with the, the right attitude either. I, I can't. And you know what? Again, this is on me. We sat down with him at training camp. It was great. I to- like bought into everything he was saying. But again, what, what do I tell you all the time? There are certain guys that handle the media really well right. that aren't really great teammates. But here's the thing. I hear him there, and I think he's he sounds foolish. Fool, like, ridiculous. I heard him with us, and I was like, wow, I bought in. Well, he was excited, right? New team. Gets to play with Aaron Rodgers. Right. Team that could win a Super Bowl. He's already won a couple. I think what happened, I think the problem with him is he stepped into a locker room where he thought he was going to, like, would have this certain cachet because he was a Super Bowl champion and wasn't treated like that. Like, hey, we're going to need to do some stuff. Right. And he's like, no, me? Do that stuff? Come on. So that's a problem. Yeah, of course it's a problem. Um, By by the way, I I, I get an alert on my phone yesterday. The Jets are allowing Zach Wilson to explore a mm-hmm. trade. That's yeah. this is breaking news. Breaking news, and we need a backup quarterback. If you're wondering, how, how is it? How is anything about this breaking? Just, just quietly get rid of Zach Wilson. Get rid of him. Yeah, the, uh, dude. I mean, I don't know what you want me to tell you. I mean, this is why RJ gave me the fan tunnel. I didn't take it. Disgusting. It's bad. You know what, RJ? The fact that you offered him a a a, a fan tunnel to get out of being a Jets fan. It's borderline criminal from you. I think it's still available. No. No. I, I, won't will, I will block him from yeah, ever going near the fan tunnel. No. This is one of those tunnels like in Mario where the uh, the flower that eats you comes popping up. The you plant. Can't, you, you can't quit on your team. RJ, would you like a fan tunnel to leave your Niners? Or your sa- your Saints <laughs> stink? You want out? They do stink. All right. They're really bad. Well, you're locked in. If if you walked in one day in, in the next few weeks and said, you know what, all right, I, I moved on. I'm a Vancouver Canucks fan. I'm like, no, you, no you're not. That's pretty good. And, and the Canucks are good, but no, I wouldn't good. allow that. But look what Rick's signing up for day after day. Canucks. But he signed up for it. So if you, if you marry and she becomes unwell... Do you just jump ship, or this are is, you? This is not becoming unwell. She's out there to use your phrase, just floozying it up all over the place. <laughs> I've never used the phrase floozying, but but it's actively happening. It's present day. There are players who this season gave away the playbook. <laughs> they gave it to the other team. So maybe he should have made better decisions originally. I feel like you're victim shaming. I'm not victim exactly shaming at all. You want out? I nursed her back to health, and then once she got healthy, floozy. The owner was asked, what do you think about the backup quarterback situation? He goes, I don't know. We didn't have one. I'm not saying it's it's clicking, RJ. It's not don't, going don't, well. get, don't get me wrong. My point is he can't up and leave. 
He's in sure an abusive relationship. No, he cannot. I won't allow it. I will I will physically stand in the way of you going into the tunnel and say, sorry, the yeah, tunnel, well, the tunnel is it. closed. No. I'm not going to do it. Go back home. He has permission to do it. No. That's Your wife point. is cheating on you daily. You know what you're going to do? Go back there no. and take it. No, you know it. what? Go fix the marriage. You're going to continue to make, make, let the wife make a fool of you. No, go fix the marriage. You're, you're in this for the long haul. Sickness, health, well, cheating, scandal, whatever. How do you fix that? What? Uh, the floozy part. I can't fix that. Well, figure it out. The Amazon guys, they're every day. Can't fix floozy. Nope. That's he, a jet right now. He, he, he oh, I, you guys are gross. They're gross, not me. I didn't I, take I, the you're, tunnel. You're, well, you didn't take the tunnel. I would have. I would lose so much respect for you. He wants me to Andy Dufresne right out of this thing. Yeah. They gave away the plays. yards through yeah. a river. R- RJ, it doesn't matter what happens. He's a Jets fan. Through thick and thin, he's a Jets fan. He's been a Jets fan for more than 20 years now. When does so, the thin come? What? Seems like there's a lot of thick. Well, there's been a lot of thick. And th- this is what being a fan is. You're a Cleveland. Y- your you're, player's so giving if, away so the plays? So if he's a fan of the Cleveland Browns for all these years, they've never been to a Super Bowl, they absolutely stink. Is is there a fan tunnel for, for the Cleveland Browns fans or the Lions fans? At some point, it's going to turn around. The Lions, Cleveland made the playoffs. The, the, yeah. This year. Yeah, but I made it the, 13 seasons. I understand. And here's the tough part about Dave's analogy. How long did the Lions go in between playoff victories? Forever. So, so you're only halfway there. It was 30 years. So you're at 14. You got 16 to go. Sorry, Get buddy. busy living, Rick. Sorry. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. A lot going on. There's never a, a dull moment. No. Roast is back tomorrow. Oh, can't wait. Yeah, and you have two weeks to have built up this roast. Do you have a roast ready to go? Uh, I have a couple. Yeah. I'm weeding through the roast. Do you think RJ revisits the bean roast? Uh, no. RJ's roast was awesome last week. What was it? Oh, he went after Big Tom? Yeah, no, yeah. Sirianni. Yeah, yeah, Sirianni, Big Don, the whole thing. Yeah, no. I'll right, tell you right. what, though. I, my, my roast was going to be that guy trying to fight at Pepe's. It was a real jack wagon. Why did you f- try to fight someone? Well, dude, we have t- 10 people. No one had eaten anything because the whole plan on the trip home from Boston was we're going to stop at New Haven. We're going to get pizza. Right. We're going to go to Sally's. New Haven is a big pizza town. It's great. Yeah. We're going to go to Sally's. Sally's is too crowded. We're going to go to Pepe's. Pepe's is too crowded. We'll go to Modern. Well, Modern didn't open until 3, so that's out. Now... Sally's was an hour and 45 minute wait. Wow. Peppy's, hour and a half wait. Wow. Like, there's no, we, we can't do that. I, I don't think any food is worth waiting an hour. Well, and there's half. some. I, I would say no, but go ahead. Okay. So we're like, no, we got to gas this. So now this is starving. Everyone, you can taste the pizza. You're so hungry. We'll go to, we'll go to Peppy's in Fairfield. Never been. Always see it as I drive by. Let's stop. Stop. Somehow managed to get 10 right in. Boom. Got a little crazy with the ordering. I'm not going to lie. I was hungry. So I ordered a two or three cheese pizzas, a couple sauces, like big order. All right. Guy behind me makes a point before I take my first bite of the pizza. Oh, 
Hey, you guys order one of all, you know, one of every pizza on the menu? <laughs> this almost, is another patron? Yeah. Almost punched him right in the face. Well, what was the rationale behind doing that? I thought he was funny. Oh. Like, oh, look at how much you guys ordered. You shut your mouth, buddy. Really? Yeah. So I don't know, I don't know whose side I am on this. Like, Mine. I'd have to hear the commentary. That was the commentary. It was like yeah, a no, but I have to hear, like, was it why, nasty and why mean? Or was it was, why? Maybe he's Enjoy a, your pizza. Maybe he's a guy that likes to make side comments. No. Should shut his mouth. And then, of course, because now I'm, I'm furious. At him? Yeah. So you couldn't you couldn't block that out and no. just say, I have beautiful pizza in taken, front of me. I hadn't taken a bite of pizza yet. Uh-huh. And like an idiot, so I blame myself, I go right for the cheese, scolding hot cheese, right to the roof of the mouth. And, and now it's days done. of injured. Still done. Days. Done. Still? Still. From last weekend? Done. Done. Really? Yeah, the even... dangling oh, skin from no, the that's roof? That's gone. Now I got nothing up there. It's like Fire Marshal Bill's face. Can you? Is there a medicine? You can't put like a bacitracin internally like that. Put, no. No, I know. But, is there, but there must be an oral medicine. No, that you I can, think the mouth just heals. No, of course it heals. But there's got to be. You know what you should be doing? Gargling salt, baking soda, peroxide, a skill, warm water. You l- think? L- little swishing around. Mm-hmm. Can you ask Catalina if he's got some of that? Uh I don't. I don't think he's got baking Hello, soda. <laughs> All right. But warm water. It's a good idea. Absolutely, it All is. Right. I'm full, I'm full of good ideas. You Let's really go to uh, Mike and Seaford. Hi, Mike. You're on 98.7. Hey, guys. Uh, huge fan. So I have a story that I'm still upset about that kind of happened like two, three years ago. All right. Uh, buddy of my, so I'm in my 30s. Uh, I, that was never really into football. Uh, got into it in middle school, high school, because uh, good friends of mine were Jet fans. So we've been miserable together ever since. And two, three years ago, uh, the guy that got, really got me into it moved down to Miami, and now he's a huge Dolphins fan. So I, I, I have to watch his Instagram stories and all that stuff, sitting here being super miserable, and this guy is just pretending that uh, you know he's not Awful. top of the world. Have, have you severed the relationship with him, or are you guys still friendly? Uh, still friendly. It's just my, my, my wife makes fun of me every time she sees uh, me looking at my phone or during you know football season. It's just like, how are you still not over this? It's, you know, someone that I became I a fan of. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at yeah, all. I mean, we, we lived in Raleigh for five years. Could you imagine if I became a Carolina Panthers fan? No. I mean, what's... No, no, no. No, No, you couldn't do it. But there's people all over the place that are doing this. I think, listen, I think fandom's changed a little bit. A lot, probably. Well, okay. I don't like it. But if you're, like, a fan of a player, not of a team, but, like, a player and you bounce around, I don't understand that. But I, I can get on board with that well, because that's, it, that's what you do. I, I think a lot of it is how you how you were brought up. Like my dad didn't have a team. He wasn't like a huge sports fan, which is fine. But he, but I never had a team though. I had which any is guidance. Fine, which is fine. But once you, my once you point choose is, a team. once you choose yeah. a team, you're now locked in on the team. Yeah. But if you never choose a team and you bounce, you play. I love Kobe. So when Kobe was at the Lakers, or I love you know Kevin Durant. So he's you know here to here to here, and I root, kind of root for those teams. But it's not the same. Yeah, but it really is. I mean, it, it's kind of crazy though. It's really a, a dis. I mean, a real dysfunctional relationship, though. You just can't get out. But you, like, how many times you can't you, get out? Like, how many times recently, outside of your little uh, fun little playoff run you had, have you watched a Giants game or I've watched a Jets game and been like, "There's nothing enjoyable about watching this right now." Yeah, but I think that's what being a fan is. That's a relationship that you usually get out of and go to one that actually gives you happiness. Yeah, but I think part of being a fan is that you go through a lot of crap to get to where you want to get to eventually. I guess. I am telling you. Uh, the the Rangers fan in me can can tell you this that when and it will happen when the Jets eventually win it's going to be better for you than it is for RJ or Ray or when the Jets win it's going to be the equivalent to a Lions fan or a Browns fan. I think it's going to be pretty good for RJ when he wins. Not the same as you. I think it's no, not the same as me, but it's going to be pretty good, especially with how close that they've been. You saw him. He was. I've never seen him like that. I, he was so upset. It was days. It might be why he went up getting sick. It was days. His body was worn down. Yeah. And accepted infection. Oh. Asked for it. Wanted it. Poor RJ. Give me the infection. Poor RJ. Let's go to uh, Mike Bay Ridge. Hi, Mike. Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning. Shout out to the companies. Um, yeah, this is interesting. This conversation about being fans and sticking to your team or not sticking to your team. I have I have something also. I've been a Giants fan my whole life. Okay. Since, um, since, you, since you're how old? Since I'm a little kid. My father was like, you know, he was like a New York fan. So he was like Giants, Jets. I didn't, I wasn't raised like a diehard fan of every team. 
in each league. You know, he like it was a little fair weather. All right, but you're a, you're a Giants a fan from the time you're a little kid, right? Absolutely. And you're a, you're a big Giants fan? I am a Giants fan since I'm a little kid, but I, I do not pride myself on being as fanatical as a lot of friends in my life. Right. I am a Giants fan, though. But when it comes to the Knicks and Mets and Yankees, like I'm a little bit fair weather with that, just being honest. But I am a Giant fan, so I understand the concept of being loyal okay. and watching them. I watch them every Sunday I can, even when they're not doing well, and I get frustrated, the whole thing, as usual. But, Uh-oh. but yeah, so this is this is the conundrum that I'm in, and I want you to take on it. I've got to be honest, unless you completely shock me here, I don't think you have much of a conundrum, but go ahead. Well, I have been organically, over the past, I don't know, five, ten years, uh, been slowly enjoying and liking the Bills. I've been a bit of a fan of the Bills, and I don't, I don't apologize for that. I mean, it's funny because they're the only team. All right, Mike. Here, here's, the, here's the question: Giants yeah. played the Bills this past season. Tight I know, game. Down to the final play. Where were you? <laughs> Very interesting. Who are you rooting for? Okay, so well, I, I gotta, I gotta throw a little uh, hiccup you in that. Answer, Mike, you can answer, say you answer, answer, answer. No, here's question. the problem. I, I, mi- I didn't. I can't. I don't have an answer. I don't. You're gonna, you're gonna hate me for this. I don't remember that moment. I'm being honest. Mike, this is awful. I know. I know. I know. I know. Okay, so I can, I can make believe I'm in that situation because I can't answer you from this past season. Well, who but, are you rooting for this past season? Right now, no, who were you rooting for when they played this season? I didn't. I didn't watch that game. I'm telling you. Uh, you, I'm being you know, honest you're not. With a, you. Honestly, you're really just not a fan. That's of even worse to say you didn't watch the game. It's even worse. He's just not even a fan. You know what happened though? I'll tell you what happened. He grew up with a with a dad who didn't really have a team. He was kind of just whatever struck his. Well, fancy. He was a Giants fan since he's a little well, kid. But now, but he sees what his dad did. This was It'll like be a, better. It was like you saw your dad kind of gallivanting on your mom a little bit. So, so you think it's okay to gallivant? Yeah, was no, gallivanting. you go you go the other way. Now you never gallivant. Yeah, but now they, you, now you're the guy. You who's, always say that though. I'm not going to be my parents. And then you'll do something like, oh God, reminds me a lot of what my dad like my dad. Right back to where his dad was. No, likes the New York teams, Buffalo, New York. He, you you can be like, oh, you know what? I appreciate the Bills and when they're you know playing whoever they're like. I hope they do well, but you can't jump ship like that. No, this is how it starts though. He started with a little emotional, a little emotional relationship. Now he's full blown. He was rooting for the Bills. That's awful. Yeah. Well, he claims he wasn't even watching the game. Come on, he's a he's a it's two of his favorite teams. He's not watching the game. Let, let's let's be honest. That's not a great human being. Stop. What do you mean? No, I mean you could, you could criticize his fandom. No, we don't know what kind of human being he is. I know that if, if he has the tendency when it comes to fandom, what else does he do? He's got side pieces all over the place. I'm sure. <laughs> Probably got children with you know n- numerous different ladies. <laughs> Who were you with last night? Well, I just. I, I mean, I, I, I don't. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a, I mean, it's the first sign. If if the fandom wavers, God knows what you are in other situations, and that's why that's why you're such a good husband and yes. father because you're locked in on the locked Jets. right in. Doesn't matter what they do to me, stand by them. That's what a good fan does. For good times and bad times. Dion Warwick. Yeah, yeah. I'll be uh, by their side forevermore. Yeah. That's what friends are for. <laughs> I love you so much. All right, let's let's take a break. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Also, RJ has some observations in DHF, and we have an update on one OG Ananobi. We'll get to in a little bit as well. It's DNR with you right here on ninety eight seven ESPN. All right, hi, uh, Dave Rothenberg here to tell you about my friends at Bathfitter. They converted my kid's bathtub to a shower. Wonderful job. Customized just like we wanted. Only one expert installer. Process was just so easy. There's no demo. There's no mess. And Bathfitter is a high-quality, permanent solution with a lifetime guarantee. Three-plus million happy customers like me and my wife. And for a limited time, you get 0% interest or you can save $500 on a complete Bathfitter system. So here's what you do. You start designing your bath today like we did at bathfitterdesign.com because, because, because there's only one bath fitter.
Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Ian Begley on the putback. When could OG be back for the Knicks? Mid March. I think that's that's kind of seen internally as a realistic possibility. If he continues to go well here and clear the hurdles that he's got to clear in his rehab from that elbow, elbow surgery, I think you're looking at mid-March. If in a perfect world it all goes well, he can come back on the court. So that would be huge, obviously, for New York because they were rolling with a uh, healthy end. Yeah. It will be 14-2 and two in that month of January. All right, so mid-March, we're looking at another two full weeks before you have the potential of him returning to the Knicks. This is why I love the show, and this is why I love you. Why? And why you're so great at what you do. Could be a psycho, but still savant. I had this I have this awesome OG stat mm-hmm. that I took down the other day. Okay. So, in the Knicks... Well, how, how did I do anything, though? Well, just by setting me up with the, oh, the OG all right. sound. I didn't, all right. Well, I didn't, come into, I didn't come into the show today expecting that we'd have the... That this would be on the... Docket, but I just said I'll take a picture of the stat. So when we do bring it up, right? And you just so seamlessly brought us into it. Um, in the Knicks' final thirteen games before they traded for OG in December, they allowed one hundred and twenty-four point seven points per hundred possessions. Was the worst defensive rating in the NBA. Okay. In the final thirteen games, right? In the fourteen games OG played for the Knicks in January, they allowed one hundred and four point one points per hundred possessions, the best defensive rating in the NBA. So they reduced it by twenty. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. In the 11 games they played without OG in February, the Knicks are allowing 120.5 points per 100 possessions. He is uh, now. Which is the worst. Correct. But you've played without Hartenstein a bunch. And like there, ha- there have been other guys that have been hurt, right? Brunson's missed some time. Right, but I'm not even like that. Forget that last number then. Right. Team before. To go from where you were the to, worst to where to the you, best. you got to is an unbelievable jump. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he is an elite defensive player. Why do you think Tibbs was so desperate to get him? And on top of that, what he was able to do when you were healthy for the offensive side of the ball, too. Because you saw an immediate impact there, too. He's he's a terrific fit for this team. But, you know, we, we remember there was one night they're playing back-to-back games. Like, he'll be back, oh, he'll be back tomorrow. I had no just idea. Give him, and now he's been out for quite well, an extended period said, of time. They said inflammation. They never said that he had a, a bone spur in it. Right. So, had to have everything. surgery. Best case scenario, look, you're looking at another two weeks. So, this is, I mean, it's extended period of time. At least the Knicks told him he had a bone spur in there. What? what do you were? Told? I just told me I didn't break my elbow. Well, they so probably just, did, they probably didn't know. Oh, dude, you should have seen the size of this thing. Like, oh, you're fine. It's a bruise. Turns out it was broken. So they had you play with a broken elbow? Yeah. Well, look at it now. Look at my arms. This is the left one. This is right. the broken one. Right. This is the one that wasn't broken. Okay. This is as far as I can extend you, them. You can't bend it. Past... Watch. Oh, that's not good. That's as far as it, I'm really. I'm pushing on it. That's not good. That's not great. No, you cannot extend it all the way out. No, that's as far as it goes. Huh? It's like a wish, like a, a wing. Uh, yeah, that's not good. That's not I, good. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to say to that. No, there's nothing. It's, it's, it's a real problem. You. Sharing, um, sharing. So yeah, so I again, God, I just I want to get to the point where these players start to come back. Oh, he'll be back. I know he'll be. back. I'm more concerned about Randall. Could because Randall may not come back. Oh no! I think he's going to come back. Just no, what? you don't know that. Yeah. You don't know that. You don't go through what he's going through not to come back and at least. I try think it. the intent is to come back. Well, I think he's going to at least come back and try it. You got to try it. If you're going to go through all this rehab, but he comes back, he tries, he plays poorly, then shuts it down. No, he's going to pl- come back and he's going to gut it out until he's re-injured. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Right. So it's either. I mean, no, because I think what you said the other day is is true too. Is that in the back of his mind, he also has to be thinking, I'm not going to get. Any credit for coming back injured? If I come back and play poorly, they're gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get killed. So if he comes back and feels like this thing's not right, I can't play like this. I'm not helping my team. There's also the chance that he just says, "Let's shut this thing down and get that, surgery." That's right. I mean, o- already with a, a decent amount of the fan base. Although I think it's gotten better over the last year or two. With a decent amount of the fan base, they don't love Julius Randle. No, and I even think the ones that have come around to him a little bit are still. Are still, still hesitant to do still that. Pounce on. Now, now, be honest. For whatever reasons, rationale, Julius Randle has not performed well in the postseason with the Knicks, right? Yeah, first year no help. I, last, I know, I know why, right and there's absolute reasons. But you can't deny. I make a statement. He has not performed well. You can't say yes, he has. The answer is he has not. No. Yeah. So, can you afford, in the court of public opinion, to come back again and not play well in the postseason? 
Um, can he? Yeah, he can if he feels like he's going to be able to deal with it. Like I'm of the mindset, I don't. I, really, it doesn't. It, it wouldn't phase me to the point where I would not try at least. Sure. To come back. And I, I'm doing he clearly my, is trying. He I'm wants doing it for to myself, come back. But I'm doing it for my teammates. Right. So, like in my mind, I was like, I was always like, well, me at you know seventy five percent is better than not having me at all. So I'll gut through it. I'll try to be you know whatever I can do. But I mean, there's there's from my own personal experience, people don't care if you're playing hurt. They don't. They'll judge you on the result. That's right. If you play and you're battling through injury and you play like crap, and, and you know what? See, that's a slippery slope that you're walking up to. Because yeah. if you come back and you play poorly in the postseason, so now it's it's. And I get it. I understand there's a reason and a rationale for each one, right? It was He was a, a one man against an entire team against Atlanta. He was banked up last year with the ankle, and this year it's going to be the shoulder. But nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear the excuses. Your teammates do. Coaching staff does. Organization does. I'm not but. saying that even the smart fan, reporters, teammates, organization, they don't look at me like, this guy should not be playing, and he's out there, and he's gutting through it. I get it. But a big picture People will say it's another year of Julius Randle in the postseason where he didn't accomplish what what we yep. needed him to accomplish. That's fair. I mean, that's that's what the people that aren't Julius Randle fans will will lean on. Yeah, right? which sucks. I mean, that's it's still silly, but I mean, this is a results oriented. This is a results oriented business. People want to see, especially with how good this team was playing. Like I, Brunson's got to be back tonight, right? I hope so. I mean, he was questionable last time I saw. Him. If he Hardenstein is playing, is playing, he was off the injury report. I think uh, our. Santi, Brunson's still questionable, right, with the next spasms? Uh, as of now, yeah. If he if he, does, he doesn't play, you know, play. if he doesn't play, it's like you, you're just going to sit win. there and you're going to watch the game. and You know they're going to lose. If he plays, you're, you have juice going into this game tonight. Yeah, you'll have juice for sure. Only if he plays. Only if he plays. If Brunson doesn't play, you'll turn it on. You'll put your feet up and you'll say we're going to lose. But I'll watch the game. Yeah, they'll I like the Knicks. They'll play hard. They'll hopefully keep it close. But then when push comes to shove, they just won't have enough. Right. That's what happened against right. the Pelicans. Right. And it was at the end of the day, it wasn't all that competitive because you just don't have the guys to You have the horses to compete. No. Let's go to Dave in Brooklyn. Hey Dave, you're on ninety eight seven ESPN. Hey guys, I want to just touch on something you had um mentioned a little earlier about yep. being a fan. I grew up um fifty three years old. I grew up a Knicks fan. And in two thousand twelve, when I moved to Brooklyn at the age of forty two, I switched. I completely went from being a Knicks fan how? to a Nets fan. How? I'll tell you how. Well, let me let me explain. So quickly, when um when the Knicks in around that time before I moved to Brooklyn in 2012, there was the Anunska Brown Sanders situation, which I thought was hell, you know, terrible, and just the way that they portrayed it and handled it was awful. And then when they when they signed Carmelo to a long term deal, I just threw my hands up in the air after signing so many over the hill. Uh, free agents, it was disgusting. And you know what? The whole James Dolan thing just put me over the edge. My time and my money. Dave, Dave uh, I, I, get it. I get it. I get it. I understand you don't like James Dolan. Do you, do you know how many teams you wouldn't be able to root for if you didn't like the owner? How many of these owners you'd be like, I, I mean, I, you think Raymond likes Jerry Jones? I'm sure he doesn't care for Jerry Jones. I mean, it's it's just it's part of the business. It's part. It's the, I mean, the Chargers ownership has been a disaster for years. I mean, the, the, you know, Mark Davis. The is, owner of the Kansas City Chiefs got an F- minus from his play. Right. <laughs> I mean, Mark Davis looks incompetent. Well, I think here's the thing, though. I think that, yeah, I mean, the way you the way you approach your fandom is is different than some people. I think some people look at it as like, hey, it's a relationship. And if that, if I don't feel like what I, you know, I'm getting what I want out of the relationship, then I'll root for someone else. Yeah. I'm married in sickness and in health. Yeah. And others did not. Yeah, you're fully committed. That's right. All right, let's let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll get back into the uh, the Jets conversation. We got stuff you missed, and of course, at nine thirty, we got Mel Kiper Jr. So big nine o'clock hour DNR with you, ninety eight seventy ESPN. And now a word from True Green. Are you ready to elevate your lawn game without breaking the bank? True Green has been the trusted choice for over two million homeowners for over fifty years. Visit TrueGreen.com today and discover the easiest and most affordable way to achieve a pro level lawn that's completely guaranteed. Plus, enjoy True Green's verified price matching, ensuring you get the best lawn for the best price. Visit TrueGreen.com and transform your lawn effortlessly. That's TrueGreen.com. Your dream lawn just around the corner. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. He is the man. 
He is the myth. He is the legend. He is a man that consumes more whipped cream than anybody. He's the great Mel Kuyper Jr. Hi, Mel. How are you? Hey, the dynamic duo from Gotham. It's great to be with you guys. We we absolutely love you. I want you to know that first and foremost. As we as we hit March, your mock drafts are now you know all over ESPN.com. We absolutely adore you, and we're thrilled to uh, do this again. So you and I have a, a differing view, and of course I have ultimate respect for you, but I would like to see the Giants at quarterback move in a different direction, and you think that they should not do that, right? Well, well first of all, let me ask you, what direction would you move in? Um. Well, so here's my thing. I am not as as smart and studied as Joe Shane and Brian Dable as far as this is concerned. But if there were a guy that they really liked, I would I would move heaven and earth to try to get that guy, whoever it happened to be. So you would move up to get a Drake May, say? If if that's the guy that they deem that is worthy of that, and they love him, and they think you can win big with him, absolutely. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, you know, to give up all the you know, New England would take themselves out of the quarterback situation, which is what they need. So they would have to say, "Well, we don't like this quarterback that you're going up to get." Would have to be the deal. So then they need a quarterback if they want to give up on Mac Jones and try to build an infrastructure around this quarterback, which they didn't do for Mac. Then they could take Drake, or they just to say, "Hey, uh, we're not as high on him as some people are." And that's kind of been the, the case around the NFL. When I talk, everybody's not sold on everybody. So there's not a consensus on every quarterback. So depending upon the team, we don't know what their rating is. So to your point, if the Giants love May and New England doesn't, then there's a possibility you could do that. But it depends how the Giants feel about him. Jaden Daniels, I think, is going two to Washington. Caleb Williams going one overall to somebody. Um, But I think in terms of Daniel Jones, I'm higher on – Daniel and everybody, I guess everybody else, I don't know. I haven't heard many people rave about Daniel Jones. I'm not raving about him, but I think he's a really good quarterback in this league, a solid quarterback in this league, and who is not, uh, has been unfairly criticized. And uh, we've kind of forgotten what he did a few years ago when he got hurt, uh, not because of anything he could do. You get injured because your supporting cast was not very good. So and things just uh, from the start just didn't go the Giants' way. But I'm moving forward with Daniel Jones. He's not 38 years old. He's not at the end of his career. He's not in the middle of his career. He's in the prime of his career. So I don't think these – I'll say this. I don't see what Drake May brings to the table that Daniel Jones doesn't. I really don't. I watch Drake May. I don't know if people out there have studied – Drake May had a, had a rough end of the season. If you watch Drake May play college football against Virginia, NC State, and Clemson, you would say, I don't really think this guy's our guy. So go back and watch those games. If you think he's better than Daniel Jones after those three games, then, then more power to you. I think it's the unknown, right, Bell? I mean, I think that's what excites most people about the draft is they've already seen enough of Daniel Jones, the injuries and everything else. They feel like, okay, it's time for something different. It's time for something new. Um, I want to ask you this because there's reports all over the place. Um, you know, Chicago last year as the first overall pick. They move off of it, had a chance to draft C.J. Stroud. He turns into a stud. This year, you mentioned Caleb Williams could be going to Chicago. What do you, what's the sense you get right now? Is, is Chicago going to stand pat at one and take Caleb Williams and trade Justin Fields, or is there still some – question as to what happens. That's a split. Nobody really knows. And I've talked to a lot of people. Greg Gabriel's a good friend of mine. He used to be a player personnel with the Giants. Has a couple Super Bowl rings. He's out in Chicago. Follows the Bears very closely. He, he's said from the get-go they're trading uh, the number one pick and they're keeping Justin Fields. So uh, Greg maintains that. Uh, I've differed on that. I can understand why they would. I like Justin Fields a lot. And I think I've said all along, I said it all day yesterday on ESPN, every which way, that if you get bowled over by an offer, by, for somebody for that number one pick, and I like Justin Fields enough to say I get a heck of an offer from somebody. I can get a Marvin Harrison Jr., a Romo Dunze, a Malik Neighbors to pair with D.J. Moore, or I can get a Brock Bauer or somebody like that. I'm, and I, get, I already have the ninth pick overall. I'm going to recoup that too, which you will definitely do. I'm making that deal, uh, and I'll move forward with Justin Fields. If I don't get that type of offer, then I get a two and a four for Justin, and I make that trade, and I recoup the two that way for the Montez Sweat trade. So, and I think Atlanta would be the team that would make the most sense for Justin Fields, in my opinion. So, uh, you know, I think it just depends on what type of offer they get. I, I think Justin Fields and Caleb Williams are, you know, Justin's on his way to being a really good quarterback in this league. We certainly expect Caleb Williams to be a, a potentially great quarterback in this league. So, Mel. Uh, and I know this is uh, people are split on Drake May. I've heard a bunch of different things about him. But say, for example, to Dave's first question, there was a chance to have an offer that was good enough to entice Chicago. Would you be okay with the Giants making that kind of offer to get up and get Caleb Williams? 
Caleb's a special quarterback potentially. I mean, he has that chance to be, uh, you know, I, I, I hate the comps to Patrick Mahomes. I was a comp to Aaron Rodgers. Matt Miller had yesterday. Comps are always two great players. They're never the average players. So we're always given the unrealistic expectations with comps. Every, every first-round pick's comp to a, a guy that's already been spectacular in the NFL. So that's why I hate those. Uh, but in terms of, of the number one pick overall, it's going to be expensive to go from six to one. Uh, obviously, you have the two twos, but to move up that far to get Caleb Williams when you have Daniel Jones, you're going to have to give up a lot. Remember, you have to build around your quarterback. Uh, you know, whether it's Daniel Jones or Caleb Williams, Daniel Jones got hurt for a reason. So, again, I don't care who the quarterback is, they've got to get better around that quarterback. And one of the key pieces is adding receiver, making sure that offensive line is solid. So you give up all these draft picks, a rookie quarterback, you know, coming into that situation, good luck. So uh, to me, it depends on how much you have to give up. That also dictates whether Chicago will make that deal. If it's not enough, Chicago to me is, you know, if you say, take Caleb, just take Caleb Williams and trade him. If you're, you're not going to get a lot, you can get a two and a four for Justin, make that deal. He's Mel Kuyper Jr., 98.7 ESPN. In five years from now, Mel, the, the one player in this draft that you believe is, can't miss would be who? Can't miss. Yeah. Uh, wow. I think the receivers are. I think there's a lot of those guys. I don't think Marvin Harrison Jr., Romo Dunze, or Malik Neighbors are going to do anything but be stars in this league. Brock Bowers is going to be an outstanding player in this league. So I would say the receiving guys, those guys right there. I think. I think there's some safe offensive line picks that you're not going to bust out on. Uh, that you have versatility with. That you can move a right tackle, a left tackle over to right tackle. Joe Alt's case, you can do that. Uh, but I do think the receivers, I think they're the guys, uh, whether it be Harrison Jr., Odunze, Neighbors, and Bowers. I think all four of those guys are going to be outstanding in this league where it's all set up for them. I mean, they're great players, but in the NFL, obviously, you can't rough them up. Uh, you, have, you get the interference penalties. You get all this. These guys are all guys who can go get the football. So I think the four receiving entities are the guys that can't miss. So, Mel, what do the Jets do? Because, I mean, they need pretty much an entire offensive line. And you mentioned Brock Bowers in your uh, latest mock. You have Brock Bowers, who I think is, is a stud. Um so I guess I'll pose the question this way. What is the drop-off from 10 to the third round when the Jets pick again from for offensive linemen? Can they still get a good offensive lineman and take Brock Bowers with the 10th pick? You could, yeah. Roger Rosengarten, who had a rough uh, championship game at Washington. I thought he would go back. He's coming out. Uh, he, if he, if he would have gone back and had a big year, he could have been a first-round pick. So people are going to look at that last game and say, oh, yeah, he struggled. Well, yeah, he had a heck, a heck of a career going, and I think he could have been a first-round pick. So Rosengarten from Washington's one. And there will be some others that could drop into that, that uh, third, fourth-round area. But in terms of, of the Jets, I tried to get – an offensive lineman. I moved J.C. Latham from Alabama up to that fifth spot because he's red hot right now. And I thought with Harbaugh and with Joe Ortiz, Joe Ortiz coming from Eric DeCosta and Ozzie Newsom with the Ravens, what do they love? Alabama players, right? So here's an Alabama right tackle, NFL ready, had a great year, had a great career. Uh, people talk about that little hiccup at the end of the game. Hey, it's a great game uh, yeah, against Michigan. Harbaugh knows that. So to me, they need a right tackle. That's why I gave Latham to the Chargers instead of dropping him to the Jets. I have Joe Walt going to Tennessee. They could take a receiver. They could take a neighbor's Odunze. That would push Alt down. I couldn't do that here. Uh, Olu Fashanu from Penn State. Uh, yeah, it's a mixed opinion. I, could, I gave him to the Jets in the first mock. I didn't hear. We'll see how that goes because there's a mixed opinion about him. The Jets like him enough, and I don't know how the Jets' ratings are. Uh, I have no idea. They, if, uh, you could put Olu Fashanu from Penn State to the Jets at 10. I went with Bowers. I have a higher grade on Bowers than Fashanu. And Bowers, to me, is a guy that could help out Garrett Wilson. He's not a tight end. He's a you know, fullback, H-back, slot, wide, everything. He could do anything you want him to do. So he would be great for Aaron Rodgers, but you don't get the offensive line. And I get that, but you can find other ways to help that offensive line and just that 10th pick overall. So J.J. McCarthy is an interesting guy because a lot of people I've heard have said, you know, he was just a product of an offense which was very unsexy and didn't need to be overly aggressive. And I've heard some say he's just not going to be a very good NFL player, but there's a lot of speculation that he's going to move up that draft board. Where do you have him and how good could it be if he has a really good combine? Well, you just said about asking the question about the safest. This is the most difficult player to evaluate in this draft is J.J. McCarthy uh, because you don't see him carrying a team. You don't see him having those wow games like Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams and even Drake May did a lot in 2022. You don't see that with J.J. You see J.J. being solid, making throws when he had to, running when he had to, as he did in the national title game, being a great leader, being super tough, showing great athleticism, making all the throws. So you know he has the ability to that. They were a run-oriented team. They, they, they're 
offensive line dominated. They had, they had nine offensive linemen on that team that all got playing time. They had the two running backs. They were just a power team. And they, didn't, they, didn't have, they did not have a number one true wide receiver. Roman Wilson's a good third-round pick for somebody this year. They had no high draft choice at wide receiver. Okay, so they didn't have that. So they were based on the O-line and running the ball. He didn't throw a pass in the season. One pass in the, in the second half against Penn State was a penalty. So he had none, really. So, and they, and, you know, but you're talking about a top 15 quarterback. So you're basing on just turned 21 years of age, guys. He was 20 up till 21 late January. So to me, there's potential there, but there's the unknown of he's never had to have a game where he just went out and just individually said, I'm putting the team on my back. He has never had been, a, a, been in a position where he had to do that. Mel, what's a, can, give me one more quarterback you think outside of those top four that surprises some people or comes out of this, this combine as a, a hot name. Well, we're going to have to see uh, whether it's Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr. I'm kind of, I wouldn't say lukewarm. I, I, I think they're both second-rounders. Some are trying to force Nix into the first round. I, could, I, I guess you could see that. He had a great two years at Oregon, but it's a great quarterback-friendly system he was in. He had great players around him at the collegiate level, some really good college players. And Franklin, the receiver, is going to be probably a second-round pick. Um, so, you know, to me, uh, you know, he doesn't have the big-time arm, but, you know, he's a tough kid. He's, he's going to have a great interviews. Uh, he's 24 years of age, mature kid. Um, you know, he's going to be interesting on the second round, not first. Michael Penix Jr. had the four injuries in Indiana at the bad championship game, but can make any throw. I wish he would have been better late, but he, you know, he, missed, he missed Odunze. He just had a rough game. He was like a pitcher, just didn't have his best stuff in that national title game. Uh, but he did have the four injuries at Indiana. So I think he's a second rounder. I think the underrated guy, if you want a late round guy, is Michael Pratt from Tulane who doesn't have any wow uh, uh, skill set at all. Uh, Wow, traits, but he just won, and he—he's a little. I'm, I'm, everybody's going to say the next Brock Purdy. Uh, good luck trying to find that guy. But if you want a fifth, sixth round pick, it would be Spencer Rattler from from uh, South Carolina, formerly Oklahoma, or Michael Pratt. All right, great stuff as always, Mel. The podcast is first draft. It's with uh, our buddy Field Yates, and you tape a new episode today. You know, it's not only draft season, Mel. You know what other season it is for us here at ninety eight seven ESPN? I don't know. Whipped cream season. Yeah. Whipped cream oh, season. It's always whipped cream season, though. That's, that's, that's 365 <laughs> days a year, guys. And guess who's going to be getting a... off season for whipped cream. And guess who's going to be getting a beautiful shipment of whipped cream very soon. Oh, is that going to be Field Yates? No, no it's chance, not. Mel. It's going to be Mel Kuyper Jr. is who it's going to be. Oh, uh, maybe I'll share, I'll, I'll share a few with, with Fielding when I, when I talk to him today. But uh, I appreciate you guys are the best. I, I talk about you guys all the time. It's amazing. Uh, like I say, the, how, how, how kind you, you guys are to uh, the, the guys here in Baltimore. Well, you are the best. We appreciate you, and we'll talk to you very soon, and we can't wait for the NFL draft, as always. I just hope the Orioles and the Yankees have a heck of a battle this year. How about that, guys? Could well, be. Good stuff, like Mel. Days gone by. We appreciate you. Thanks, buddy. You got it, man. Take care, buddy. All right. You, you hear? Like, he loves He's draft. Best. And then we talk about whipped cream, and you, you can hear. Oh, it's a different, I mean, it's a different level. He's like, oh. We'll get the whipped cream, baby. Whipped cream. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.